Welcome, everybody. Time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense. Brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies. And the title of the show is Getting Breakthrough Sales Growth with Fractional Sales Leaders. John's guest is Chris Tully, Outsource's Chief Sales Officer for Sales Acceleration, planning and executing revenue acceleration strategies for companies in commercial and federal markets. Topics covered during the program will include using a fractional or part-time VP of sales to achieve breakthrough sales results, the leadership skills that a sales leader needs to be successful, and helping companies develop a repeatable, effective sales process. John, over to you. Well, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I'm glad to be here. So let me just start with a little bit of data. There are about 20 million companies in the U.S. selling B2B or B2G government, and pretty much 95% of them don't have a large sales force, only a few. And in addition, you know, when can you really afford a sales manager that you can hire full-time? The thumb rule has always been, if you get four salespeople who are doing well, and the sales leader you bring on knows how to be a good sales leader and a good sales coach, then they can essentially increase the uh, sales by those salespeople an average of 20 to 25%, so that sales leader can, can pay for themselves. But as you know, there's a ton of companies who don't even have up to four salespeople. And then there's also another subset of data out there that essentially says there's a lot of companies with, with a fairly uh, large sales force, and they're trying to hire a sales manager and they make all kinds of mistakes. They promote the top salesperson that doesn't have the yeah. talent to be a sales manager. And, you know, right now, we're not, we're not in a labor shortage in our, in our country. We're, we're in a labor crisis. So trying to find a full-time sales leader can be um, difficult. All that data in the background, what's your experience been with uh, helping companies with a outsourced uh, sales leader? John, a, a lot of companies in that space that you just defined have, as you mentioned, have several challenges. So maybe one way to start is the types of issues that they have when they're not growing fast enough. Oftentimes, they don't they may be challenged to position competitively. They may lack clarity on their target market. They may have trouble differentiating themselves. They may have value proposition issues. Sometimes there is a misalignment between their sales incentive strategy and the goals of the business. And the, you know, the result is they're not getting the right behavior. and They're certainly not getting the right result. And so when you're looking for a way to fix that, you typically want to go try to find an experienced sales leader that has a good understanding of the skills and experiences that are required to actually get things straightened out. And as you mentioned, some of these companies aren't big enough to want to make an investment you know, for a full-time sales leader, no matter how much they actually really need that person. So a fractional approach has a number of really interesting benefits, right? So you can retain an extremely qualified and experienced sales consultant to drive the growth that you need when you need it the most. And you get all the benefits of somebody that's spent years in a sales leadership role, but 
you're doing it really at you know, the fraction of the cost of a full-time sales VP with much, much less risk. And you mentioned the tightness in the labor market. It can take months in some cases to find, go through the process of vetting and then bringing on board a full-time sales leader for a market. The fractional approach enables you to engage almost immediately, you know, with a month or so of lead time and immediately begin to see results in the business. So an example could be if, you know, if I was a CEO and had four salespeople and, you know, I got a finance background or an operational background, then for me to try to hire actually a sales manager, I may not have the understanding on how to get the right salesperson. And as you suggest, it could take, gosh, it could take six months to a year. So bringing on a uh, fractional sales manager who's kind of been there, done that, knows what best practice is, can make an awful lot of sense. You know, in, in the space that we work in often, particularly in the few million dollars in revenue up to maybe 20, oftentimes whoever founded the company is absolutely brilliant at whatever their sweet spot really is. They may be software developers, or they may be engineers, or they may have some specific uh, program expertise in one federal government domain or another. And they understand that really, really, really well. And so they're able to build a business, establish a value proposition, get some clients. And what they run into is a scale problem. They need someone to help them build the right infrastructure that suits their business staff it properly, and then build the right leadership framework to really unleash the potential of that business. An outsourced VP of sales helps in kind of three key ways. They come in and look at the current state, anywhere from everything from sales strategy and process to territory coverage, uh, human resource policies, sales process, compensation plans, and so on. And, And they basically prioritize whatever change is required in each of those areas. And then we design and implement those changes required in order to let the business grow at the level that it needs to. And then sometimes operating as a sales leader on a fractional basis, you end up with a lot more attention on that sales engine than the CEO was ever able to give them because he or she has lots of other responsibilities besides managing team salespeople. And not only that, they may not have the expertise to even do they, it. They, if they, they, came up they may the not. Tech, especially, especially if they came up through the technical route, the operational route, finance route. Your discussion here brings up a, a really good point, and that is I think the whole world is kind of going towards a lot of outsourcing. I just take our company. We outsource all of our IT. We outsource our blog. We outsource our digital uh, marketing. We outsource our social media. <laughs> campaign. Yeah. We outsource That's, HR. We literally outsource everything other than what we do, Brian. Yeah, I think that that's a tremendous point. And the reason you do that is because you get depth of expertise, experience, a track record, sort of proven, demonstrated success in each area from somebody whose business it is to do that thing that you chose to outsource, right? And it, it's a tremendous exactly. benefit to a company who's trying to grow because you don't have to, to have a full-time, very expensive person in each one of those roles in order to get the compounded results that you really want. That's a great point. Just so the audience has kind of a grasp, what is a typical engagement for your company when you go in and provide a fractional um, sales leader? Is it typically three months until you can get up to speed or you know, what's the typical length of the engagement? 
it, it usually starts at around three months. So we follow a very deliberate process of coming in to assess what the situation is and then building the, the elements of the infrastructure that are needed in the company. And then not just telling you what to do, but actually working with you to execute them properly, right? So we almost always start with an assessment of the market strategy, whether or not the, the target market's been established clearly, and there's a clear understanding of what the value proposition really is. Uh, we don't assume anything about revenue growth. Uh, and just sort of as an aside, a lot of businesses don't actually have a, a revenue growth plan written down that you could point to and say, hey, this is what we're going to do in the next three years. So we sit with the leadership team and we build that plan together so that you can see based on past history, average sale price, whatever the revenue model is, whether it's a product oriented or a, you know, a subscription model for software. And we basically are going to work to develop a plan that says this is how much that has to get sold by month, by quarter, by person, by channel for the next three years in order to get you from wherever you are today to whatever your revenue aspiration really is. Usually there's a manpower plan, a manpower component that comes with that. So we're trying to make sure that we're, that we're helping the company plan for the, uh, the insertion of the right types of sales resources at the right point in the next several months or quarters in order to enable them to hit a productivity ramp and then begin to actually generate revenue. And we work to make sure there's a sales process that's defined. Usually that's not the case. So if there's not one defined, we'll define it. And we'll integrate it with a CRM solution and basically build the framework that's required to enable that business to grow so that the CEO or the management team can actually realize their growth aspirations. So when your company has an engagement with you have a new, new client, it's easy to come in and assess, kind of figure out what the company should do. Well, I'm assuming as, as a fractional sales leader, you actually roll up your sleeves and help them get it done. Yeah, we've learned okay. that. It's absolutely the case, John. We've, we've learned that when companies ask for help, it's because they really need someone not just to tell them what they should go do, but to come alongside them, work with them, and then build either with them or for them the solutions that are the right ones for their particular business. You know, a consistent approach to this is helpful in terms of the types of things that you look at about that engagement. The results are almost always different because the business returns are different. But to literally sit down and, you know, we've done this quite a number of times, actually written the sales process from scratch. Everything from, you know, when a lead comes into the company, what happens with it? Who does what with it? What does a sales rep supposed to do? What entries made in the CRM system? What do they actually have to do to move it from one stage in the sales process to the next? And then that process itself has got, you know, a sales cycle's got lots of different stages in it. So we're trying to make sure that inside each stage in the sales cycle, there's a clear understanding of what has to happen in the sales process to enable you to move from one part of that sale to the next. 90% of the time, that information just isn't in place with our clients. And it's immensely helpful to the company to be able to get that done because it makes it much, much easier to onboard salespeople. In other words, they're coming into the company with a roadmap of here's how we work here. This is how our, our sales process work, and this is your role in it. And then we also have given the leadership team much better visibility into the, the progression of their prospects through that sales cycle. John, excuse yeah. me. It's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. 
Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Chris Tully on getting breakthrough sales growth with fractional sales leaders. Now back to John and Chris. Chris, you bring up a very good point. Our two companies have complementary uh, offerings. You know, we do aptitude assessment, sales training. You do kind of a process uh, help. And we work with 3,500 companies over 22 years. And almost every CEO wants a repeatable sales process so that when they're asleep at night, they know the process is going on. If you just take a good example would be a company has got seven salespeople. Well, you know, they have different aptitudes. They have different personalities. Let's just say there's nine steps in a sales process. They may accomplish some of those steps differently because they have different personalities and different experiences. But what you want is them to finish the darn step, you know, follow (laughs) all nine steps. They don't have to follow it exactly like everybody else does. You just want them to follow that process. So we hear that so universally that CEOs just dying to have a sales process that's repeatable. And that's what the people are doing when they're asleep. Is that what you think? Yeah. Is that kind of some of your experience? I, I think it's exactly right. I mean, if you come into an organization and you start asking, we go through this process of interviewing different people on the company. So tell me how you get revenue around here. And a lot of times, if you have multiple answers to that question, there's some interesting things going on. In order for a, a sales process to be effective, right? Really, three or four things have to happen. It has to be repeatable. And what I mean by that is anybody you drop into it, if they follow that roadmap, they're going to get a good result. And what that does is it eliminates the, you know, you don't have to have heroic behavior in every case. and You sort of eliminate wishful thinking and you eliminate the kind of wannabe prospect from the pipeline that shouldn't be there. It has to be repeatable. In order for it to be repeatable, it has to be clearly articulated. It's got to be clear, simple to understand, and relatively straightforward to implement. It has to be documented so that you know if you're in this particular phase of the sale, you have to clear a certain checkpoint in order to move on. And it doesn't eliminate, as you mentioned, John, every salesperson's got sort of their own way of doing things. It certainly doesn't eliminate the individual finesse of a particular situation, but it gets kind of the the roadmap laid out in a way that it can be and the last thing is you have to be able to monitor it somehow. In other words, if you know the example you gave where the CEO's got seven salespeople, the CEO needs to be able to see from a dashboard or you know, a simple set of reports on a regular basis what's going on in his or her sales engine so he can tell if the business is actually making progress. So it should be in a CRM system that enables that. There's lots of CRM alternatives, as you know. Well, let's give you an example. We've been using Salesforce, gosh, for seven years. And our own sales process that we teach during our sales training classes, you have an app that people can just build it right into their CRM. So then as you uh, pursue new opportunities, new fields now pop up in CRM. An example would be, who's the buyer? Who's the technical buyer? Who's the user buyer? Who's the economic buyer? What are their personality styles and that sort of thing? And so then, just to reinforce your point, then it's the salespeople use CRM. They can't forget the skills because new fields have popped up. 
CRM becomes self-reinforcing of the skill training. So it's just all it, working together. It is absolutely self-reinforcing. And it's, uh, you mentioned a key point, which is the sales rep uses it, right? So you have to have a system, and Salesforce is terrific at this. There are lots of other alternatives. But you have to have a system that delivers value to the salesperson when they need it. And it's easy to implement for them. I mean, happen to favor pipe drive personally. I use it because it's easy to use and it runs well on my phone. There are plenty of alternatives out there. The point is that it has to be used. So a bad CRM system is one that's too complicated to use, that doesn't deliver value to the person it was built for, and as a result, doesn't get actually implemented. And those happen, that happens a lot. Oh, absolutely. But when it is implemented, as an example, if I said to my sales guys, we're getting rid of Salesforce or CRM, they, oh, yeah. they quit. They would that's absolutely Absolutely quit. right. That's the right. proof source right there, because you've given them something that brings them such value that they literally can't work without it. And that's what you want. You want it wrapped into the DNA of the salesperson and the sales process. It's clear and easy to understand, and that that will get used by the sales team. Another question I had for you, uh, Chris, Mm -hmm. is, I mean, you deliver a lot to a lot of companies as a sales leader. What are some of those key skills or capabilities that outsourced sales leaders are going to bring to the company? Well, so... A couple of things on that point, right? So effective sales leadership is about outcomes, right? And so an effective sales leader, it has to be good at creating an environment where success is not only possible, but expected. They have to be able to define effective sales strategies to understand the market, who the potential customers are, and what the individual buyer persona might be. They have to be able to be good coaches and good mentors to individual sales reps to help them help the company get the best out of the people. And they have to kind of not be shy about implementing effective performance management. So there's, yep. there's a lot in that, you know, the role of you know, what, what makes a good sales leader. And so a fractional sales leader, what we do is bring that skill set into an organization that needs some help to get themselves on the right track to build a path for more sales. We find, I don't know if you've, you've probably seen this, uh, a lot of companies try to take their best salesperson and make that person the manager of the sales team. And that's really hard to do. You see sometimes when that happens, the business flounders a little bit. Our process, beginning to work with clients to write people focused on the right things with growth in mind, is very, very effective. Excuse me, John. It's time for a really quick wrap-up. All right. Terrific. Chris, it's been great talking to you. As you're speaking, I'm almost finishing your sentences in my mind. I mean, we're, we're that much in alignment on this stuff. So if there was a, uh, you know, two or three things uh, you want to leave with our audience, what, what would they be? I'll give you three, John. Thanks. I mean, first of all, whatever size of your business, whatever your growth targets are, you absolutely have a, you need to have a consistent, repeatable sales process in place where your growth will suffer. You won't get traction as fast as you want. You won't grow fast enough. The second is from sure. a, the standpoint of using a fractional sales leader, there's tremendous value in having a set of experienced eyes come into your business and take a look at your sales engine to help you figure out what's not working properly and fix it so the company can grow. And probably a third thing is from the standpoint of a CEO who's trying to run the business and figure out the growth strategy and manage the sales team, there's enormous value to that person in, in giving them the freedom and flexibility to go back to doing the things that, that only they can do for their company. And we help with that. 
That's a terrific wrap-up, Chris. How can the uh, listeners who are interested in this get a hold of you? Certainly feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can go to our website at salesacceleration.com. You can drop me an email at ctully at salesacceleration.com, or you can call me directly, 571-329-4343. Any and all of those things work great. It's just been a terrific show with you. Thanks very much for your input. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you, John and Chris. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show is in two weeks. Be sure to join us. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 